Blog Talk Radio.
hello. Welcome to a very special edition. Well, it's the only only edition of the Freaking Awesome playlist. Our once-a-month musical extravaganza. Come at you live every Sunday night. Well, not every Sunday, every first Sunday night of the month, if it works out. If not, then we'll do it the next Sunday, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, Angie is taking care of RJ for me right now, so I definitely appreciate her doing that. And uh, RJ's finally eating. He, for a while, he had, uh, you know, he just had surgery last week, so he um, was sleeping a lot and not really eating much because of he had surgery on his throat. Um, so very happy that he's eating, and uh, you know, how's everybody doing? How is uh, how was the show tonight, Rhonda? Was it good? It was good. We ended up going almost two hours. Oh wow! She's a really good guest. She's a fun guest. Um, Dean Claire Broda. So. so a wealth of knowledge. Like she, she knows the history of ufology like nobody's business. I, I've been listening to this guy. Uh, he does a show out of Canada. It's called um, Space Out Radio, and he does a lot of work with people who knows a lot of like, ufologists and stuff. And it's really interesting. I never really, never really got into it. I never really, but listening to him, I was like, Man, this is pretty, pretty cool stuff. And this guy named um, R. Keith Andrews, who, who is a um, abductee, and he says that he's been up in like spaceships, and he know he can list all the different kinds of uh, aliens and all the different like species and what they do and like what they look like, and I mean, it's an interesting show to to hear from his for different perspectives and stuff. Yeah, it takes me out of my whole you know paranormal yeah, you're, thing. You're way out of my comfort zone when you hear somebody who can like kind of talk about what was going on and now you look at it today where it's like now it's coming out and nobody's really even surprised like it's like yeah nope. aliens are real and like everybody's like okay yeah it's like <laughs> stuff you thought would be mind-blowing it's like oh just go go about your daily business like nothing's going on yeah and um i guess it's one thing to like say aliens exist and another thing to actually see the aliens i can tell you all day long if the ghosts are real but you don't know Ghost are real until you actually see the ghost, and then you're like, oh, okay, that's 100. percent Yeah, that that's uh. So I mean, you can say it all day long, but until you actually experience it, you still have that little bit of a doubt. But you back know, your I head. think what you bring is a really good point, though. But I think whether you're into the paranormal or the ghost side, and you've actually oh. either got some sort of evidence that ghosts are real, or yeah. you're an alien person who's either done been abducted or has seen something. Or you are a cryptic person, cryptic person who you know does Bigfoot and Sasquatch, and you've had some sort of encounter. I think if you're in any of those and you've experienced something, I think most of the people in those fields are kind of like anything possible. Yeah, right. And it's hard. You get to the anything possible. It's hard to be a to to know a lot about all three. And if you've really got to concentrate on one because there's so much to know. Like there are so many different kinds of cryptids and. You know, it's just uh, well, yeah, we have to go into different fields. I do what we do our shows. Like those of those of you who don't know, the two people who are watching us on the show right now. Uh, Rhonda is the co-host of the uh, Orion Effect. 
podcast, and their show was on every Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And DJ Zarni Whoop over here is uh, CR Zarn. <laughs> he is my new co-host on the Freaking Awesome Paranormal show. Um, when Angie will be coming on every once in a while, Rhonda will be helping out too. And uh, he also does On My Mind with CR and Adrian on Friday nights. And then on Saturday nights, he's talking train. Train yes, talk sir. with CR. I don't, I don't know if that's what it's called, but... So he, he already, he's already drinking the coffee. He's already got the, the freaking awesome paranormal show drink. <laughs> well, I noticed I noticed we had a synchronized sit there a little bit. I did. I saw that. I was going to say something about that. It's like, oh, my God, we're, we're already talk, drinking coffee at the same time. So I want to start this this uh, show off on kind of, kind of a sad note. I don't want to, but it's something that has to be done. Uh, I was going to talk about this with um, – on a supernatural news show, but we never got around to it because RJ was sick and didn't have a chance to do it. But uh, last week, um, one of my childhood heroes, uh, Paul Rubens, well, Paul Rubens passed away, and uh-huh. I don't know. I kind of went down the Pee Wee rabbit. I hadn't even thought about he Pee Wee Herman in forever, and then I saw he passed away, and it, and it hit me like. A ton of bricks. You know, they say it like you took your breath away kind of type of thing. Because then you start thinking about, wow, my childhood, someone I grew up with, and it wasn't almost, for me, it wasn't like Paul Rubens passed away. It's Pee Wee passed away, you know. And then I started going into the, into like interviews that he was doing and stuff. Because when I first saw Pee Wee, uh, Paul Rubens, as far as about P. Herman, it blew my mind. It's like, holy, I just didn't want, I didn't want to see him like that. So I try to avoid, you know, just I want him to, him to be P. Wee. Of course, you know, I see him in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like that death scene when he was killed. Uh, uh, uh. Classic, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, he'd be in a dramatic role. And, and, but he was always P. Wee Herman to yep, me. And uh, Night, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, he was. He was in that too, so I had a hard time separating the the guy from the character, and uh, and he the way that's the way he wanted it to be. You know, for a longest time he didn't want to be, he didn't go out, he didn't want to be known as Pee Wee or Paul Rubens, and then he had a problem with the, uh, you know, the the adult theater thing, and he was kind of forced into it. He was and he was going to stop Pee Wee anyways, but. Right. And I always have him as P.B. Herman. So when he passed away, I just started watching videos, YouTube videos, or like interviews and stuff like that. And even I listened to like at work, I listened to like podcasts of like his interviews and stuff. And it re- can be realized he was a really good guy, very soft spoken, and you know he his friends adored him. And I made me kind of feel bad about not getting to know. The person, not not like you know, he cared, you know, but I feel that feel that sense of uh, emptiness, and uh, you know, it's uh, very few people like would I would do like I would even say anything about the Michael Jackson battle. I was upset about that, but I don't think I was doing a show back then. But you know, you know, growing up watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, even Big Top Pee Wee, which you know, no one ever talks about that. But it was there, so it existed. <laughs> um, so I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Paul Rubens and let you know that you affected all of our lives. 
in a good way, you know, and, uh, you know, rest in peace. I, I learned all my best comebacks from him. I know you have one of mine. <laughs> I watched uh, the first half of Pee-Wee's Big Adventure with RJ. Um, it was Friday night after I got off of work, and he was talking, he was talking to Francis, you know. <laughs> I'm listening to reason. Yeah, he wanted his bike. Yeah. You know, he kind of came back, like, now I'm really going to date myself, but, you know, when we were growing up, you had the Saturday morning cartoons or the ones that you watched that had the adult figure, like there was Captain Kangaroo, and there was Mr. Rogers, and things like that, and then it kind of, like, stepped away from having an actual live character until yeah. he came back. And so he came in on the scene, the TV playhouse. Almost like a variety show type type of deal. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they'd have like they'd have like live characters, but they would be introducing cartoons or something like that. You know, I mean that the King's yeah. cartoons or and you know that was, but that was only for like maybe two or three minutes. Their cartoons would be on there, and uh, but most of the time, you know, you had puppets and you'd have different characters come in. And I still say Pee Wee's Christmas Special is one of the best Christmas shows ever created. I mean, I, I watched, I mean, I showed it to Rihanna, and she absolutely fell in love with it. You know, it's like, and I would be like, my friends my friends and I would, my friends and I watched it, and we were watching it religiously, even during the year, we'd cut on Pee Wee Christmas special. And, uh, you know, we'd be singing the songs, we'd running to the bus stop and stuff like that, you know. And uh, we'd always be, like, looking forward to the, because he was talking to you, Whoopi's Whoopi Goldberg came on, and. He was like, maybe I can have you on a Christmas special two years from now. So I was, you know, it's a guarantee. There'll be another Christmas special on next year. We gotta watch it. So I'd, I'd, you know, I'd be super excited Christmas to the year after for the Peewee's Christmas, you know, Christmas special, the second one. Of course, it never came. Right. You know, it was a dark Christmas for that for me that year. See, no, there's no Peewee's Christmas special. <laughs> There's no Christmas miracles. So, but yeah, it was, I, like I said, I wanted to just take a time out to talk about Pee Wee. Well, I've got to say, me and my dad's favorite, me and Doc V's favorite uh, scene from Pee Wee's adventure was uh, meeting Large Marge. Oh, God. Large Marge. That is, that is the quintessential classic, like, tell him Large Marge sent you. God, I even said scare me when I was a kid, man. I would. Yeah. It's like it's like my day of watching a horror film was watching that. <laughs> you saw Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw Large March. Beat that. <laughs> so let's go. Do, 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 do. Okay. So the tonight's theme. Tonight's theme. Tonight's theme. Tonight's theme. If I can freaking talk. Is road trips. Road trips. It's the summertime, and summertime is being going out on the road. And so I'm looking for the song, first song I'll try to play. And it's. And I figured, why not just do a show and sing about the, the best road trip songs? Are they all the way down here? Yeah, they're down here. Okay. I was I, I downloaded all over the. Both of us are headed out on vacation, so we needed some road trip songs. Yeah. Like a week. You're going the same week I 
Ryan, right? Yeah, oh, I don't know, because Angie can't get off of work, so I don't know if I'm going to be going or not. So. Oh, don't worry. It's fine. Oh, she's a vacation. Mm, she definitely does. I don't have anything planned this year. Um, I might go down there a little bit a little bit later. Maybe later on in the week we'll go down. And uh, you got to take a vacation to Virginia, CR. Yeah. Come down and see us. So the first song is going to be from Rhonda. And for those who are watching on the YouTube channel, I'm sorry. The sound quality is going to be crap. I tried. I thought about trying to um, do the StreamYard, YouTube on StreamYard, like show the – you know, play the music on YouTube and see if it comes through clear, but the music, the sound doesn't show up on the live stream for some reason. So, so mute it out. Oh. It it it's it's like it'll play play a song for a little bit, then it'll fade away, then it'll come back again. I don't know what the deal is. If I if I do a record, like if record record the show ahead of time, and do it that way, but not and then then upload it. It works. But I don't know if it's some kind of weird YouTube rule against it or something like that. So I gotta play it through Blog Talk on my phone, which like we did last time. So listen back, and the sound quality wasn't back, wasn't great. It does sound good on the Blog Talk part though. So the audio people can go back and listen to it, and it'll sound great. Well, I was watching it last month. I was mm-hmm. watching it last month when you did it, and it sounded fine. Okay. All right, good. So thank you, CR, for that. Makes me feel all the warm and special inside. All right, first I went next. Next, we're doing the same thing we did last time. There's some songs they couldn't get, they did not download. So, um, what we're gonna do? Play two minutes of each song. We're gonna talk about it, and then we're gonna go on to the next one. Sound good? Sound good to you guys? All right, let's do it. Put the pedal down 
Running Down a Dream was song written, co-written, song co-written and recorded by Tom Petty. It was released in Jan- July 1989 as a ticket single from his first solo album, Full Moon Fever. Uh, to achieve reasonable chart success, reaching number 23 both in Canada and on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and top of the Billboard Rob Album Rock Charts chart. Sorry. Uh, I guess our listeners aren't hearing anything. Not hearing anything? Nope. Yeah. Uh, comment. I wonder, like, do you have to mute all of us? I wonder if it's because you were muted. Uh, that's probably what it was. It was pretend yeah. you heard Rain Down a Dream. <laughs> and uh, you, you can know that song. And if not, I'll sing it to you. I'm running down a dream. I did that, I did that for the show on Friday. I muted myself when my intro was playing, and there was no music. I, I, I cut your video on. Friday night, and it was just dark. It's like you forgot to cut the camera off, and just, it was just just dark and little light. I was like, did you even do the show? <laughs> I, was like, I, thought, I thought maybe you just yet yet set to record and started recording an empty room. I was like, okay, well, right. very nice ambiance. Well, sorry about that, guys. I didn't beat myself. This is a work in progress. Uh, da, 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 trying to figure out like a story behind the song. Uh, why, why did you pick the running yeah. down a dream? Well, it's one of my favorites. I love everything Tom Petty. But I tried to pick songs. Okay, this is going to sound random. But you know when you're driving and, like, a certain song comes on? Mm-hmm. And you hope you're on the interstate because you just want to go a little bit faster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the songs I picked. Like, those that get in your head that I just feel like are driving songs. Like, they make you want to drive a little bit faster. Look, even if you're not. Makes you want to get a speeding ticket. Yeah, There's, yeah. There are songs that you, you get pumped up and you don't realize that you, you look at you look, look at the speedometer and realize you're going a little bit faster than you should. You're like, yeah. oh, maybe I should you know ease off the uh, pedal there a little bit. Um, But, yeah, that is, that is a good driving song. Um. I'm going to find one of CR's songs here, and this is going to be interesting. So I'm going to put this on for you, but you, you guys on mute, not myself.
No sound? Nope. Started, but it was in and out. And then it was just gone. Right. It's almost like it. You can have settings on your, like, phone and laptop to, like, background noise. I wonder if that's what it's doing. I I wonder. I mean, I don't know, it didn't work. I didn't have not changed anything from last time. I really think, like, when I, I was playing the, uh, I sort of tried to unmute my mic. Mic, yeah. When I was playing the, the, I did the test, they did the test earlier today. It uh-huh. did go in and out like like that. Maybe I just got to keep everyone off mute. And Maybe. Oh, that. Yeah, give it a try. For it. But that was the Bismarck. No, I'll be quiet. From uh, oh, Bismarck Sabaton? Sabaton, yes. Released on April 22nd, 2019. Uh, the story of the Bismarck was one of the most requested topics for Sabaton's song. The band wanted to include a song about Bismarck for a long time, but didn't fit in the album. So this was one of uh, the R songs, and I can tell you, man, you're right. This this is kind of a pumped up song, man. It yeah. Gets you. I'll uh I'll pull it up on my phone here and 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 give her a go for two minutes. See how that goes. They are a Polish rock band, um, and they sing nothing more than military. Um, I learned of them uh, when I was doing World War II reenacting. Uh, a buddy of mine knew them, and he and I were driving from here to Rockford, Illinois, to an event, and that was like 
six and a half, seven hours, and we played nothing but Sabaton. I mean, as as high as the the radio could go, we were playing, we were blaring it all the way out. Oh man, but that was a fun. I like it. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good song. I'll have to look into them and see see because uh, I like the idea of doing nothing but military. Just see what they kind of what kind of stuff they can come up with for yeah. um, you know, for different songs and stuff. That's that's pretty. Well, and they were they, they came to town I think last year, and I heard that show was amazing. Oh man, you gotta. You can go next time. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, man, you gotta give, do a do a uh, do a remote. A live remote from the Sabaton show for the freaking oh, awesome show. That would be so fun. I'll give you, I'll give you your media credentials, and you can <laughs> <laughs> laminate a patch with a unicorn on it. Here you go. <laughs> All right. So this next one is going to be one of my songs. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this now. Hopefully, it does not. Right. Uh, if it doesn't work, you can always send it to me, and I can play it off my phone. It's just because same thing is coming through my phone, so it should should work. So I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, let's give her a go. Let's see what happens. crazy or stupid with music because sometimes I will like I will play a song and I can listen to it and it was phasing it out on on like the the live feed but if I listen back to it once it's uploaded it sounds perfectly fine so I'm going to see if I can go ahead and um, put the songs in Apple Music and just play it through there see if that works hang on this is a work in progress, guys. We're not professionals, even though we play we play professional <laughs> TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we play show hosts on stream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Need like a.
trying to figure out where to play it, like, next to the microphone. Okay. I know it was Zeppelin. Yeah, it's Cashmere. Cashmere? Yeah. Let me try a, a louder song. See if it comes in better, because that wasn't a very loud song. Here we go. Why is it so, like, it's so quiet, and I, I don't know why. Right. Well, I'll play some cashmere. You send me that list, and we'll do it that way. All right. It'll work. frustrating it's a good because it's like i need to know the songs are going to be played so i can look up the information on the song i think because my phone is maybe because i'm using my phone it's not sounding so because i use my phone is pretty loud when it like when i play music and stuff this is sounding like really neat let me see something real quick i'm gonna try something just bear with me okay so yeah, Karen was saying. Um, Could you hear that? Kind of heard it. Let me yeah. try. Let me play a little bit. That's the uh, who, whatever, uh, what's it called again? Uh, UVU. UVU, uh, yeah. They're a Mongolian throat singing band. Oh. 
And that didn't that didn't happen. We played we played we did the show last time. The yards. Not that I can remember. Yeah. Let me see. It. Let me try this. Send that phone on the on the computer. Try right, one more time. Then I'm going to just throw up my hands and say fuck it. I'm gonna say fuck it. Just like that. Well, or you guys can tell me the songs that you like and I'll play. Have DJ Zarni Whoop. Take okay. care. Oh, dude, the, DJ. the DJ will DJ. There we go. All right. Let's see here. Random. Let's see. Another, this is Chevelle the Red. Or the Red Chevelle. I don't know. I guess. What is it? it? It's Red by Chevelle. Red by Chevelle. Okay. I thought about just doing an audio podcast because it's going to sound good on the blog on the blog talk. It's just coming yeah. through YouTube. That's you know, that's not not working apparently. Yeah. Well, I got you. So I know three of the songs. I'll work on that, and then when we're done, you guys can just tell me what you want to hear. I'm trying to find. Uh, it was on released in 2002 and off the album. I wonder what's next. Um, 
It nominated for the Juno Jack Richardson Producer, Producer of the Year Award. I uh, don't know much else about it. I know Chanel, that's so I was impressed. Right. So <laughs> right after, and this will, this will date me, but right after high school <laughs> in like 2003, I had a buddy of mine that, uh, well, he went to tech school to learn to be a truck driver, and he got on with Warner Enterprise. And uh, he would drive from here to Moston, Wisconsin, and back in a day. And uh, so I decided to uh, pay the company insurance and ride with him. Uh, and we ended up getting night shift right off the bat. And so we're driving 94 east, and that's just true trees, nothing. So we're, you know, midnight, 1 o'clock, out in the middle of nowhere, and we're tired as hell. And uh, sucking down coffee, and he's like, oh, I got, I got something to keep us up. And... Uh, threw Chevelle on, cranked it up, and... That helps, man. <laughs> you have to help to have good music, man. Mm-hmm. Good music and coffee. Yep. So, all right. Well, here we go with the next one. DJ's already group in the house. What? What? This one. Uh, and That was actually bumper. Right. So, 
Bill Collins wrote the song amid the grief he felt after divorcing his first wife, Angier Bertarelli, in 1980. In 2016 interview, Collins said of the song's lyrics, I wrote their lyrics spontaneously, not, not quite sure what the song is about, but there's a lot of anger, a lot of despair, a lot of frustration. So, it is all about divorce. Rhonda, you picked the song. What was your reasoning behind this? You know, I don't know if it was too many episodes of Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. My, my dad <laughs> has that soundtrack. But when you think about road trip songs, it's, it's, and it's not just because he says it's in the air tonight. It's almost, you can picture yourself being in a car with either like, the windows down or the roof down, and you're just cruising at night. Yeah, it's there's got to be a nighttime. There's got to be a yeah, night. It's like that, it's just, and it's like sticky and it's hot and yeah. it's got a vibe to it. Yeah. How about you, CR? Does this bring any back any road trip memories to you? Um. Yeah, you know, there's there's some times where you want to go fast, and then there's other times where you just want to, you know, chill. And uh, one of my favorites. It's just cruising. Adrian, I did not. I wanted to put Hotel California on my list, but it was on my list for the last one that Ryan and I did. This, <laughs> I was like, I got to mix it up. The summer. <laughs> did we play that song? Yeah, we did for okay. summer Hotel California. Yeah, go back. Go back to the summer list. You can hear it. <laughs> so, DJ Zarni's Zarn, 100.9, The Freak. <laughs> right. FRK, WR, <laughs> WFRK, the freak, freak, freak. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm just moving my screens around here. Good. There we add them. Oh, wow. Um, all right. Got the next one queued up, and here we go. Oh, this is a little bit of buffer music. Oh, is that is that
So, in the BBC radio interview, Lynn, I guess, who's the lead singer or of uh, the Electric Lights Orchestra, talked about writing Mr. Blue Sky after locking himself away in a Swiss chalet and attempting to write ELO's follow-up to a, a new a follow-up to a new world a new world record. It was dark and misty for two weeks. I didn't come up with a thing. With a thing. Um, suddenly, the sun shone, and it was, wow, look at those beautiful Alps. I wrote Mr. Blue Sky and 13 other songs in the next two weeks. The song's arrangement has been called Beatlesque, similarities to Beatles songs, Martha, My Dear, and A Day in the Life. While harmonically, it shares its unusual first four chords and harmonic rhythm with Yesterday. The song's piano and drum intro is borrowed from the Kinks' 1968 song, Do You Remember Walter? And no, I don't remember Walter. Mm. I, I don't remember I Walter, that. but I can see the correlation with the Beatles. Yeah, sure. it does have a yeah. kind of a Beatlesque. My, that my was, biggest correlation with this song is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's when, I, when Groot's walking around, yeah. Cool. That's my... That's the only reason. Only, that's the only way I knew that song is because of Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't. I did, did not know anything about that, but it's a good song. Yep. Yeah. Into the next one. Which actually was actually my nickname in high school. 
by the way. Was it really? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that to Angie. She'll say something. Oh, look, hard salami. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> I'll do it like in the grocery store. She'll give me like weird, the weirdest voice. Like the, she'll, they'll, you know, shake her head at me type thing. <laughs> so uh, the, 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 the song was written and written by the lead singer, J- David Coverdale, and former Whitesnake guitarist Bernie Marsden. The most notable difference between the original and the re-recorded versions are a slight change in the bluesy lyrics and pace. The recording of the song in 1987 was advised by record labels bosses Al Corey and David Geffen as a negotiation deal with Coverdale to re-record Crying in the Rain for the band's self-titled album White Snake, released in 1987. So, oh, I you know that. Yeah. That's an alone-driving song. That's, that's yeah. that, like, where you're by yourself for a long Yeah. And you're, like, hitting the steering wheel. Here I go yeah. again on my own. You know. Exactly. Yeah, you're by yourself. Exactly. I don't need anybody else. I'm on my own again. <laughs> right. And then right. camera top oh, of your lungs. I got one here for you. You were saying driving songs, so here we go. Mountain Breakdown is used as background music in the 1967 motion picture Bonnie and Clyde, especially in the car chase scenes, and has been used in a similar manner in many other films and television programs, particularly when depicting a pursuit in a rural setting. It reminds me of like the Dukes of Hazard, you know, when they're being chased yeah, by the yeah, police. Yeah. Yeah. Like any of those. Yep. That was uh, written and performed by. Earl Scruggs and first recorded on December 11th, 1949. So, if you're being chased by, by the police and you want to feel like you're in the Dukes of Hazard, just uh, start playing this on your radio and you'll be... And I can attest, if you're on a dirt road and that song comes on, there ain't no limit to how far that throttle goes to the ground. <laughs> that is... All right. That is true. 
scare you in a dark country road. That's true, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. You might see people with, like, no teeth wearing overalls and no shirts. Wrong turn. Wrong turn. Don't you feel, right. feel like a pig? You look pretty, boy. You got a pretty That was Storms in Africa um, by Enya, and I chose this song because this one it's one of those songs where you're driving and you're in the mountains and you don't really want to you don't want to want to rock out you don't want to be chased by the police playing banjos you just want to <laughs> relax <laughs> and you have this song playing in the background like I'll go to like the Exchange Hotel. Um, but I used to go out there, and there was from getting off the interstate, going down the road, and there was like maybe like a ten mile stretch of road between like when you get off in the interstate or when you get off the interstate to the actual hotel. And I would play like Enya. I would play the opening song to the Patriot, um, the Mel Gibson movie, okay. and it's just you're surrounded by rolling hills. It's just soundtrack music, a soundtrack to your life type of thing. You know, you just get kind of get, get kind of lost in the song and you just, you know. I can see that. It's good background, good background driving music. Yeah. My parents, uh, my parents had their first two Bostons um, when they got a little older and they would leave. They would put them, well, first they put them in the crate and then if they left, it got to the point where they could be out, but they would turn that type of music on and they would have it, they would call it the boys music and they would just, they would just chill them out. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's good music. All right. It is good music. Yeah. I'm going to normally think of, like, I didn't even go that, like, what would make me calm driving? Like, I was, like, right. in the pumped up mood with that again. Yeah. Huh. It's relaxing. Not for, not too relaxed for you, you got to drive. Right. You know. So you can only listen to that if you guys make this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's during the day music, not night when you want to fall asleep. Yeah, music. Not night yeah. music. Right. No. <laughs> Safety first, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. 
Brownstone is a song by the American rock band Guns N' Roses, featured on their debut studio album, Appetite for Destruction. Group guitarist Slash and Izzy Stradlin wrote the tune while they were sitting around Stradlin's apartment complaining about their addiction to heroin, for which Mr. Brownstone is a slang term. The lyrics made a clear reference to the tolerance that the drug causes. I used to do a little, but little wouldn't do it, so little got more and more. They wrote the lyrics on the back of a grocery bag and brought it to Axel Rose. You know, I almost put off the same album, um, Rocket Queen. But if I'm going to sit here and say anything, if there was ever a road trip album, the whole Appetite for Destruction album, towards the end, like that is that is a road trip album. It is. I mean, it, it is like it's one another one of those pumped up songs that just get you excited to to drive. And uh, yep. you know, I didn't know what Mr. Brownstone was. I thought I was like, I was like, it was I thought it was a person until <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like we were singing it. We were you know in our teens and like, talking about heroin and shit. Yeah. Our parents had no clue what we were singing about. <laughs> I, I didn't know what we were singing about either. You know, I didn't know what it was about drugs. <laughs> I was like, is it liquor? Is it somebody? Is it, is it a friend of his? Me, Mr. Brownstone? Yeah. Oh, you learned something new. Let's uh, do like two or three more songs. Okay. <laughs>
That was um, Born to be Wild is a song written by Mars Bonfire and first performed by the band Steppenwolf. It is often invoked in popular counterculture to denote a diker, diker, a biker appearance and or attitude. I mean, you know, Born to be Wild. I mean, it's talking about going on the highway. It is like yeah, and just letting it loose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is good. One of the songs you just have playing, and and it just makes you want to makes you want to sing. There are certain songs that come on the radio, or you know, the your CD or whatever. Dating myself, your your mixtape, your cassette, like you know, Brown Eyed Girl, Sweet Caroline is another yeah. one. You know, da, 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 you know, it's just yeah. Everyone can either if you're in a bar or in your car, yes. You want to just sing along to, and you know, let loose. I don't even care that people are, you know, just at top of your lungs. My eight track player for me. Uh, my my disc man going plugged into my plugged into my bar. was it with with the bass boost on to make sure it's not the full of batteries exactly. Tony Walker. Yeah, all right. Here we go with one more. Well, I figured two more. Talking Heads album, Little Creatures. I wanted to write a song that presented a resigned, even joyful look at doom, recalls David Byrne in the liner notes of Once in a Lifetime, The Best of the Talking Heads. At our depths and at the apocalypse, always looming, folks, I think it succeeded. The front bit, the white gospel choir, is kind of tacked on, but I didn't think the rest of the song was enough. I mean, it was only two chords. So out of embarrassment or shame, I wrote an intro section that had a couple more in it. This is a, one of those songs that you just, you're in the car, you don't know where you're going. You just 
on a road to nowhere. You're just, you're just driving. You don't have a destination. You're just, you know, you're on a road. You're just going someplace. You don't, you don't have any kind of idea of what you're doing. And you just kind of, you don't know where yeah, life is going to take you. It's like the unplanned route. It's almost like you're out running errands, mm-hmm. and then you just feel like, I just feel like driving. Yeah. I don't feel like going home. I just feel like getting and just continuing to drive. No particular destination. Yeah. You're just well, in the car. As long as it's not burning down the house, Doxie will listen to it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't put that one exactly. Away. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got you. It wasn't it was, it wasn't a contender, but I'm glad, <laughs> glad to know that it's a sore spot with you. You will you will keep oh, that one. Well, I don't want to mess up DJ with with my dad. My dad has oh, a okay. story on that one. Yep. <laughs> we'll keep that off our playlist. If we have if we have like weird fire songs. Like a fire playlist, and it's all about fire. See, Dr. Knox, listen to that show. We might get to that point at some point. Right. The burning stuff. Right. Right. Last one of the night. Here we go. is a song by American alternative rock band The Smashing Pumpkins. It was released in 1996 as the second single from their third studio album, Melancholy and the, Infin- in the Infinite Sadness. Uh, 1979 was written by frontman Billy Corgan and features loops and samples uncharacteristic of previous Smashing Pumpkins songs. Very, very mellow. Very. This is one, another one of the songs we just you're just driving around with your friends. Again, no real destination. You know, it's just, it's not even really a sing-along song. Like a Saturday Night Cruiser. Yeah. 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 It's, just some, it's, it's not one of those songs where you, you know all the words. You just hear it, but you recognize it. And you know some of the words. You can sing along with some of the words, at least for me, but not all of it, you know? I can remember. That's where it's the hooks in the music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like 
when I was in high school, there were certain songs where, like, I had a buddy of mine that lived in a town over. He would come and pick me up on, like, a Friday night or a Saturday, and we'd be going up to the mall. And our listening music was Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, and we weren't necessarily listening to the music. Yeah. It was just something to put on while we cruised. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know, you'd be, you're rapping the whole, you know, all the words of the songs, and I would, I would censor myself. Even in my car, I would censor myself when the N-word came on because I'd, I'd feel bad, you know? But right. I, it's like some songs you know the words like, was it, uh, Gin Juice, you know, one, two, three, into the four, Snoop Dogg, you know, or, you know, you know, you know the first part of the song, but then you start, you start really fast, you start going, because you can't keep up with what they're saying, you know? Right. But you like become the the whitest, you know, the whiteness comes through like completely when you're trying to rap along with them. Yeah, it's a good thing we lived in the suburbs, otherwise we might have got pulled out of the window. Yeah. Before. I know, right? Um, I always put Rocket by Smashing Pumpkins on on the list of uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought about it. We had so many songs. There's a lot of songs I want to going. It's like they start, like, really coming to you. Like, I ever ever since, like, I think the list, I was driving around a day, so I was like, ooh, that have been a good one. Yeah. That have been a good one. <laughs> I, I had a hard time with it. And just so I, I started, like, looking at songs. I had, even had a road trip playlist on my phone. So I started pulling off of that. I'm like, what songs would get me pumped up when I'm driving? So I'm like, am I am I thinking about road trip songs for me or road trip songs like there's these classic road trip songs, you know? And we could probably go for another hour oh, yeah. of, of, oh, yeah. of these, yeah. you know. Um, but we got to cut it. It's 10:15. We've been going for an hour and 15 yeah. minutes. Well, I've been going since seven. Yeah, Rhonda <laughs> has been. Yeah, she, you know, so she is probably pretty tired of talking right now. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this was fun, though. This, I was looking yeah. forward to this all day. This is fun. These are, these are fun, too. You know, the assignment for next month. Although, Ryan, you almost made me want to go to Fire Songs there for a second. Fire Songs. <laughs> then, then, then uh, Doc, you can't listen. We got we to gotta go a little bit farther down the line. But when I go with Fire Songs, but, and I'm not using movie theme songs, but just your favorite songs from a movie. Okay. In a movie. Oh, my God. That's that's Dr. good. Yeah. Okay. We can, I'll figure. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's got to be more than one favorite song for a movie. That's a, that's just be three songs. You got to do top five favorite songs. Yeah. 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 Top five songs. Yeah. Any movie. It doesn't have to be like the theme song of the movie, but it might. It needs to at least make it to the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Man, we got to make sure. We should do like a group chat or something, so we to make sure we don't have the same songs. Yeah, you know? and what I'll what we can do for next time is just send me a list and I'll. Play I think it. what I'm gonna do next time, honestly, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you to call into the show, start the show on Block Talk. I'll do Streamyard. I'll play the songs on my on my phone. So I think yeah. that's that's uh that's the reason why it's not working okay. too well. And yeah. there has to be the one phantom song. There has to be a time when we play three songs. We don't. We got to figure out who. Right. Who, Make it a game. Who picks that one? Yeah. Excellent. That works perfect. All right. Uh, we got to figure it out. Rhonda, who do you have on your show next 
Sunday. We have. I'm not going next Sunday because I am for Island time and But Howie and Susan are going to have Mike Cook. Nice. He is a scripted guy. Um, I actually listened to one of his lectures at the Bigfoot Conference in Virginia, not this past one, but last fall. Um, so he's pretty interesting. We sat in on one of his lectures. Um, so, yeah. That's who they've got next Sunday. We've got Paranormal Security 9886 coming on the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Um, I think they said they're, they're a TV show or something. They have a YouTube channel. Um, so we'll be talking to them. Looking forward to that. Me and DJ Zarni Woot are going to be chatting with them. He'll be back to CR by, right. by then. He'll be back. Right. <laughs> There's a moniker I only use once a month. Yes. Once a month. Zarni Whoop comes out every Sunday night. Every <laughs> first now, Sunday of the month. We have to come up with our, our DJ name. WFR. WFRK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking, I'm trying to think of one. I'll, I'll get one by next, by, uh, by next uh, beginning of September, which is awesome. Okay. It's be the first of September. Right. I'm so excited for that. Oh, my God. Um. Uh, CR, who do you have coming on? What do you have going on the on my mind? So this Friday, well, I just wanted to do a little um, shout out for the show. Um, we've changed our time frame from 7 p.m. CST to 7:30. Okay. Uh, just seems like a little bit more people can come on at a later at a later time. So, uh, and we started that this past week, uh, going on at 7:30. But our uh, theme or our our talk is going to be on uh, railroading, model railroading, and um, my work at the Minnesota Transportation Museum. And I'm actually going to have one of my fellow mechanics come on. We're going to talk about why it's important to have uh, heritage railroads, what we do as a heritage railroad, and and uh, as far as keeping history alive and having the museum, and then also the other side of it being, um, you know, what what does a diesel locomotive mechanic do in a heritage museum? That sounds awesome. Sounds like a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, inter- very interesting shows coming up here. And uh, yep, I, uh, Aaron, uh, Adrian says the Philadelphia Philadelphia experiment. Oh, apparently we're doing that first. Well, <laughs> is, that, so, is that coming up? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually coming up. She wants to do that next week. So Philadelphia Experiment, uh, we're talking about that. And basically what that was, it was um, some experiments in fall of 1943 that the U.S. Navy was doing. Um, there's something called the gouting where they string antennas and uh, – cables, uh, low-voltage cables on the outside of their ships to basically cut down the radio cross or the, the radar cross section and the um, to limit the chances of a magnetic mine going off. Um, so that was, that was an experiment going on. Albert Einstein uh, was involved in it. Uh, Nikola Tesla was involved in it. Um, but a lot of people seem to think, well, that's where the conspiracy is. The conspiracy is on the side of 
it wasn't the ousting, it was time travel. Um, and a lot of people were saying that the ship that was used for the experiment disappeared and reappeared. And there were guys that were sticking halfway in, halfway out of bulkheads, sticking halfway in, halfway out of the deck plates. And a lot of people seem to think, think that happened. A lot of people seem to think that it was just a, an experiment with degaussing. There is a book called Weird Virginia that had a story about it. Cause I think the, the ship came out, came out of Norfolk. Um, and uh, I'll definitely try to tune in. I was, I was listening to the shows like afterwards because I'm not working right. on Sundays, but yeah, definitely going to uh, check it out for sure. Yeah, the USS Eldridge, she was a uh, destroyer. She might have been an escort destroyer. She was small and fast. Um, she was out of um, Newport News. Uh, okay. And then she was stationed up in Philadelphia. Well, there you go. Guys, thank you so much for coming on and doing this show with me. I appreciate it. Sorry we had the, uh, the mess up with the music. Um, I think we'll try it that way. The whole you call, you call into the show and start the show. Yeah. And then right. we'll see if that works better because I, I don't know if it was just playing the fact it was playing through Block Talk that that it was uh, messed up. Right. It, it was fine the last time, but it could it could just be it caught on to us. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's exactly. like a Illuminati. Yes, well, <laughs> that's what it is. Oh man! All right. I'll talk to you guys later. I'm getting tired. Right. Hope you guys have a good night. Have a good, one, guys. good night, guys. Right, bye. 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 Alright, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you, uh, Adriana, for check, for watching the show. And um, yeah, thank you for everything. Thanks, guys. And uh, thank you, Adriana, for doing such a good job on the uh, CR podcast, too. Definitely appreciate you being part of the network. Um, Looking forward to the show on uh, Friday, and looking forward to the show on Tuesday. We have a good show coming up on the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. We'll be back here Tuesday night, 9 o'clock. Have a good night. I'm gonna go get the water. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. They can get the beats that work to work. Thank you, Tony. Else besides water.